Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, joining us now, uh, former coach, head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, longtime coach of the Cowboys and in the NFL, the great Dave Campa. Morning, Dave. Coach, how you doing? Good morning, RJ Bobby. Good to hear from you guys. Uh, how, how are you guys doing? We're doing great. You know, uh, Bobby's under the weather. He's got whatever Sean had, uh, <laughs> and he, Sean made him sick. But other than that, we're doing good. How, how are things? Where, where, what are you doing with yourself these days? Well, I'm actually doing radio, uh, sports radio, and a little bit of television uh, down here in Jacksonville, uh, Florida, and enjoying it. It's one of those things where I stay close to the game, but it doesn't affect my stomach and my heart as much as coaching <laughs> did. You know, Coach, I, I know that you're a, a big fan of Mike Zimmer. I, I got a chance to do Cowboys Crosstalk with you back in December when Jimmy got put into the Ring of Honor. And, uh, you know, you were, it's funny, you were telling some, some reflective stories about the 90s Cowboys, and, and Zim was always tied into those. It felt like some of those stories that you were telling. But uh, we saw you on Twitter yesterday uh, really speaking out and, and, and giving the, the seal of approval to Mike Zimmer. Why are you such a big fan of Mike Zimmer, and why do you think Cowboys fans should be excited about what he's going to do with this defense? Well, there's a number of things. First of all, you know, I, I started with him back at 1980 and 81 when I was a defensive coordinator at Weber State. And Mike uh, was the, our linebacker coach, young linebacker coach. And the first, uh, you know, thing I learned about him was that he was very passionate about what he did and, and very outspoken and, and just a tough coach, which he has that reputation now throughout his career. That started it, and then I was fortunate enough with uh, when Barry came in to uh, Barry Switzer came into the Cowboys while I was a secondary coach, and I was able to get Mike on as assistant secondary coach. Then he was promoted to uh, the secondary coach, and then to the coordinator when I became the head coach. Zim, is, the thing I like about Zim is a number of things, but the first one is I loved him because he was not a yes man, and when I say that. You know, he has his own ideas, and he's very transparent, and everybody knows what those ideas are, including the players, the, the head coach, whoever it is. And it's one thing to not be a yes man and have a, be an idea man, but in the end, when it was all said and done, whenever I said to him, okay, Zim, that's great, uh, you know, we're doing it this way, that's the way we did it. So from a loyalty standpoint, I thought that's one of his strengths. I think one of the things he brings to the table is the fact that, you know, he does have a passion for winning. He has his own way of doing it. And, uh, you know, it's going to be his responsibility for everybody on that defense to buy in. And because of the credentials he has, I believe he'll be able to do that. Dave Campo joining us on the DNM Leasing Hotline on 105 The Fan. You know, I know he's been like an analyst and consultant over the last couple of years. I don't really know what that job entails. I guess it's different every spot, but. 
Like, how difficult do you think it is to go from, like, not coaching, taking a couple years off from the day-to-day grind back into it? Like, you're still obviously keeping up with the game. The sport is the sport, but the sport does change. Like, how difficult do you think that would be? I don't think it'll be very difficult because, number one, uh, you know, he has the same thing I have down here, NFL Plus Premium, where you can watch every game and watch all 22 when you do it. And, you know, like I feel like I could go back and coach right now uh, because I've stayed up with what's going on in the league and that type of thing. And I think he'll, he'll, uh, you know, have that. And I think he's, you know, once you're a coach, you're a coach. And I think he understands, look, he will be one of those guys that the, the first one into the office and the last one to leave. So with that kind of a mentality, uh, you know, he's got to get the right people to go with him and, and, and everybody's going to have to buy in. But I don't think that absence uh, is that big a deal because he can coach. He understands defense. He understands the principles of defense and what it takes to win. So, you know, I, I feel like he'll be able to make that adjustment uh, with, without any question in my mind. Coach, you know, you mentioned uh, a few minutes ago that Zim's a tough coach. And, and he, you know, th- there's been the talk of, well, is he too gruff a personality to deal with this new school player? And, and he even said, you know, in his press conference, he was like, yeah, I know some people think I have the reputation of being kind of a jerk, but, but look at the testimony of, of the guys that I've worked with. Uh, what is he in terms of like, like, do you, how would you describe that personality? Is he one of these guys who, who's kind of just the tough love approach and, and ultimately the players end up respecting him for it in the end. Do you, do you think he can work with this modern player? Oh, absolutely. I, you know, the one thing I think Zim has is first of all, when you come in, you know, he is a Super Bowl winner and he has coached outstanding players like Sanders and Woodson and, you know, a bunch of the guys we had in Dallas and he had a bunch of guys in Cincinnati and Minnesota that, that uh, did well with him. I think he comes in with credentials and I think the credentials part of it, as long as he's transparent and they know coming in what he expects that, you know, the credentials uh, are an automatic start to respect. Well, if you respect somebody, I think people say, you know, everybody says the players have changed and this and that. Uh, they still want to be coached and they still want, crave discipline. Now, the other thing is Zim will not back down. In other words, what you see is what you get. And a player, if he wants to be successful, I said in that Twitter, you saw it, uh, he's looking for lions. You know, not the lions that are in the zoo that get fed every day like some of the people in the NFL are today with all the money running around. He wants the lions that, that uh, live in the jungle that have to get up every day, and that's, they have to hunt to eat. So he's hunt, looking for hunters, and the guys are going to have to respond to that or else they're not going to be on the field. Coach, how, how different is Zim's philosophy from, say, Dan Quinn's like, just schematically? Well, I think it's a little bit different uh, from the standpoint that I think Zim uh, has a plan that, you know, that allows him to uh, put people in the, in the positions that are best for them to be able to, you know, go from uh, a, a good player to, to a possibly to a great player. Uh, and, and I think uh, Dan Quinn, 
might have been. And again, I don't know Dan Quinn that well. I, I know him as a person because he's a, a great guy. And uh, the, he is a little bit, in my mind, a little bit too close to the players from a buddy-buddy standpoint. Zim will not be that way. So I think Zim uh, understands the game more. But let me be perfectly clear. The problems that Dallas had in defense down the stretch was not all Dan Quinn. Mm -hmm. You know, some things are going to have to be done in the scouting department to get a little bit more physical with that defense, especially inside on the D-line. And the linebackers were awful small. So there's going to be a number of things that he can do uh, you know, to, to help that along with the scouting department. And also Zim has got is a smart guy and he can evolve. If he has to coach a three, four, he'll coach a three, four. If he has to coach a four, three, he'll coach a four, three. He, he's very uh, adaptable with that kind of stuff. So I believe he'll put the people into the right spots. And, and I think down the stretch, Dallas really was hurt on the teams that could run the football on them. And I promise you, uh, Zim will stop the run. That, I, I don't have any question about that. Coach, uh, and we're talking with uh, former Dallas Cowboys head coach Dave Campo here. When you saw the end of the season, you just made reference to it, how they struggled a little bit down the stretch. When you see this Cowboys team down the stretch, what do you look at and say that you think they're missing? What, what is it that's separating them right now from – the San Francisco's and Baltimore's and Kansas city. Why are they not quite on that level? Well, I think they're small on defense, first of all. And, and, you know, that to me is okay. You can be small at linebacker like we were in the nineties. Uh, you know, and when you have guys up front that are, can control the line of scrimmage uh, on the first level. And I don't believe they have that. I believe that they have all pass rushers, in that defensive line. That's okay on third down, but on first and second down, you better have a couple guys inside. Uh, at, when, uh, when they lost Van Der Esch, they lost a run defender, and then the two inside tackles are not as physical as they need to be, in my opinion. So they have to change that. Uh, and, you know, you want to find somebody, obviously, that can, uh, you know, defend the run and the pass in there, but it looked to me like, from a philosophy standpoint, it looked like they were rushing the passer on every down with all of their front guys. And, you know, that left the linebackers to be able to handle blocks and opened up some seams. So I think they can fix that. You know, they're going to have to, you know, get some guys that, that are physical inside, and, and uh, I think that will help them a great deal. Dave Campbell joining us here at 105 Through the Fan. We had a lot of players on um, during Super Bowl Radio Row Week. Former players, former Cowboys from the 90s team, Moose, Emmett. Um, they they, they kind of came away that they were, like, disgusted with what happened and how the season ended. Like, do you share that feeling? Like, do you think there's just an overall, like, I don't want to say culture problem, but issue here? Well, uh, you know, I, I look at it this way. I, you know, I'm more frustrated than disgusted. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I think that they have uh, with with the scouting department that they have with uh, Will McClay and and I think Jerry and Steve changed, you know, evolved over the years uh, to, uh, you know, be better in that area and the personnel department. I think they have the players on that team to get it done. So there's obviously another issue. We went through it here, guys, 
you know, I'm a Jaguar fan too now, especially doing the, you know, Jaguar post-game show and some of that stuff. Uh, the same thing happened. There was an issue in the locker room somewhere along the line where they didn't show up at the end of the season. And, you know, I think there's something there that, that has to be fixed. And I really think it's just a fire up attitude that I think Zim brings that to it. And I think Mike, Mike McCarthy feels like he can fix the things on offense. But one of their problems was I don't believe that they were as good a run t- a team this year in comparison to where they've been before when they had Zeke Elliott and uh, Pollard. Uh, and, you know, some of the linemen are, uh, have been banged up. So, you know, I'm more frustrated that they haven't been able after three 12 and four seasons to be able to do more in the, in the, uh, in the playoffs. But when you really look at the playoffs down the stretch, the teams that can run and stop the run are the ones that usually are successful in those, in those uh, big games. Coach, you know, when, when we talk about the physicality issue, I know that's something you've mentioned. Uh, I've heard Nate Newton talk about that. Emmett Smith, Darren Woodson, they've talked about physicality, toughness, and, and, and that lacking here. Is that something that the Cowboys have to identify in other, a player, in other players and acquire them? Or do you think you can bring toughness out of a current group of players? Is it possible to coach toughness? Well, I, you know, I'm not sure that you can really coach toughness. I think you can maybe improve aggressiveness. You know, in other words, uh, you, you know, don't accept a guy making a business decision on a tackle. You know, force the guy to make the tackle. The guy's getting paid. You can do that, I think. But as far as just being tough, uh, that, that uh, lion mentality, I, I'm not sure that you can do that. I think they have to look for that more uh, in the draft and in free agency. And again, uh, it's not that easy. I'm not sure that it's an automatic fix uh, with players because you only have an opportunity to do so much uh, in those areas. It's not like college where you can bring in 30 guys and and hit on 20 of them, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. You know, in the NFL, that doesn't happen. So, you know, I'm hopeful that a change of attitude like I said earlier, I don't think the, uh, a team, a defensive team will show up uh, not ready to play with Zimmer there. Uh, I just know m- too much about the guy to know that he's not going to accept that. Are you still convinced Dak is the guy? Yeah, you know what? I love Zach, uh, Dak. Uh, I'll be honest with you. And, and uh, again, I'm not there every day. You know, I saw, saw, see the things that have happened with him in some critical situations where he feels like he has to do more than he's capable of doing. The guy is, you just don't go out and find quarterbacks. He's one of the top, in my opinion, six or seven, and probably even maybe five or six quarterbacks in the league. Uh, they didn't lose that game. Uh, even though they were a little out of sync offensively for whatever reason, they didn't lose that game because of Dak Prescott. You know, there are a lot of other issues, and you have to surround Dak. That's why I say they need to be a little bit stronger in the run game and some of that kind of thing to support him. Uh, I think that you don't – I think you pay the guy because I think you're going to have a hard time going out and find anybody better. But I truly believe that they have the personnel there – with a few additions here or there that they can they can go all the way. 
Why does Bobby hate Jacksonville so much? <laughs> I, I don't know that. I don't know why. Listen, I love Jacksonville, and uh, I think they have some pretty good players down here as well. No, 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 Coach. My, my, to- my, my issue is the city of Jacksonville. I just, I, I, I don't, oh. I don't, I don't love the social scene, is all, Coach. <laughs> you, mean, you mean to tell me that you were upset when that? Uh, Jacksonville beat Dallas yeah, overtime yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah. That's the bottom line right there. Yeah, maybe it's that. Maybe it's that, Coach. Coach, it was great to catch up with you, man. We really appreciate it. Uh, we will talk to you again soon. Hey, thanks a lot, guys, for having me on. And and believe me, uh, I might talk Jacksonville, but in reality, it's go Cowboys. I want uh, Jerry to get another Super Bowl, and hopefully it will come. Yes, sir. Yeah, it will. All right. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate it. Have a good one, guys. See ya. Dave Campo on one of the DNM Leasing Hotline. One of the all-time good guys. Coach Campo's a good guy. He is, man. He is. There's no doubt about it. He's a great dude. He is a great dude. And, and you know, brought us. Ruined, screwed him. He did. <laughs> he screwed him. Screwed him over. Uh, can we get Patrick Mahomes on the Mount Rushmore of sports yet? Mm-hmm. At, not just NFL. Next to Shakira? Next to Shakira. Sports. Coming up next on 105 through the Fed. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Cross, Mike Bassick's Crosstalk coming up oh, at 940. It yes, is a Friday. I hope he's ready for it. He's out there showing his fancy new iPhone out to everybody. I hope he's ready. I hope he's got something prepared. Uh, for us coming up at 940 during cross ta- uh, cross talk with the KMC masterpiece. It is Sean and RJ on this President's Day Friday. Hope you got off Monday. I hope you still tune in to us on Monday when we are here. Gotcha. We will be here. Sean won't be because he takes his days off. Um, 
Question for you, Robert. Yes, sir. Patrick Mahomes won a Super Bowl this year. Mm-hmm. All right. He did. That's three. Trebian. Mm-hmm. He's three and one. Tied now, or he has surpassed, like everybody, except for a couple. He's a, what, Bradshaw's ahead of him, Montana's ahead of him, and Brady in terms mm-hmm. of Super Bowls for quarterbacks. Tied with one Troy Aikman. I believe he has the – he is – Tied with the rest of NFL history for the most double-digit comeback wins in Super Bowl history. Because I think there were only three before Mahomes has done it three times. Yeah. the uh, Washington. Washington with Doug Williams. Then you had the Indianapolis Saints, Saints Super Bowl. And then uh, Brady, 28-3. Uh-huh. Okay. Very nice. What does he have to do to get on the Mount Rushmore of all sports professional athletes? It'll never happen, Chop. Because we are set in our ways and we'll never put somebody in? <laughs> no, because, look, do, do you believe that we need to approach it as, because this is for American sports, right? Mm-hmm. So what would we say? We'd say well, football, it, a, a representative from football, representative from baseball, representative from basketball, and then either hockey or one of the others. Like, well, do you take do you take individual athletes out? You take Serena and Tiger and Ali and uh, Simone Biles and Michael Phelps and... Um, yes, probably. You take those out? It probably should. So if we're talking about team sports. Okay, so if you're going to have a Mount Rushmore of the best athletes ever and Tiger and Ali are not on it, you're going to have to explain some things, right? But if you're, you're going to keep it a team sports, it's fine. I don't have a problem with that, but... Uh, and you would, you would not... We're, we're just doing athletes, right? So no coaches. Yeah, we, we're talking about people who matter towards the overall <laughs> scope of winning the championship. All right, I don't, I don't see how with football you could put anybody like, like there were se- there's several names I would put above Mahomes. Now, are you saying you would want multiple NFL people on there? I, I, I look, I get your list. You you could do what you want. Now, right. I, I will say this: like I do believe there's a difference between the greatest of all time and the best of all time. Sure, or or even just the most innovative, because I, I, that's generally how I view. Rushmore is like greatness coupled with innovation and pushing things forward and changing the game. So I would say Jordan is up there. Yep. Babe Ruth. Yep. And then uh, I see, I would put Montana ahead of him. I'd put Brady ahead of him. I would probably put like, I, I mean, there, there are a lot of different people I think you would put ahead of. Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes is great. Again, if you're talking about greatest of all time, he's in the conversation, but I, I just think that the NFL representative, which I would want a representative from each. I, I don't know who would be the the hockey oh, or... But this is American sports, right? Or, aren't we doing... Or are we doing just within the professional leagues? So we're not doing... They don't have to be like within the American sports. You like, do they have to be Americans? Yeah, like, is that what you're talking about? You're talking about just like the, the within the leagues, not necessarily just the United States one or whatever else. Yeah, just the league. Okay, yeah, yeah, then, like, yeah. I mean, yeah, because uh, you're then, great. yeah, Gretzky. It's uh-huh. Gretzky. It's it's Gretzky. It's Jordan. It's Babe Ruth, and then it's Brady or Montana, probably for me. Which is funny because you know, 20 years ago, a, a lot of people would have put Jim Brown or Jerry Rice. Ooh. I wasn't even thinking about Rice. I was thinking quarterbacks for the way they pushed I was the game too. Forward. Rice pushes the uh, Yeah, maybe. See, it's so tough to separate the Montana to Rice. The yeah. like, like those connections are difficult to separate. I'm trying to think of somebody who, because obviously Babe Ruth, the way he pushed things forward into the modern game was there. there's nothing we've seen like that. 
I mean, he was ahead of his time. Like he was just so he foreshadowed what he foreshadowed what baseball would look like a hundred years from then. Yeah, he really did. Um, and there's no one else. I, I don't think there's anyone else like that in professional sports. Gretzky, maybe. Probably not. Maybe Wayne. Um, yeah. Look, I mean, because if you if you take out the team sports aspect of it, and you got to put Tiger and Ali in there, now you're really you're going Tiger, Ali, Gretzky, Ruth, Tiger, Ali, Gretzky, Jordan. It's funny. It's like, is there is there is there possible that if you throw in the individual sports stars that Tom Brady doesn't even make it? Probably, yeah. Like, <laughs> he, 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 I mean, as great, you can't put him over in, over in over Tiger Woods. Yeah. So this is Tiger's arguably the greatest athlete that's ever lived from like like the most dominant force. Scotty Scheffler. What is that? Hey, so, I gotta find this. Some thing. of the uh, contributions here. Uh, Jim Thorpe, or especially if we're including individual athletes. Uh, Jim Thorpe or Jesse Owens. Uh, somebody says Jordan, Tiger, Wayne Gretzky, and Brady are the ones. Uh, Bill Russell's 11 championships. Uh, 940 says MJ, Gretzky, Brady, Tiger. I have a hard time leaving Ali off. That's the biggest thing. If that you're going individual, just I don't see how you can leave Ali off there. It's, it's impossible, too. I just saw this stat. This, this is how stupid Tiger Woods is. Scotty Scheffler's been ranked number one for 73 weeks. Okay? Mm-hmm. In order to catch Tiger Woods' total weeks at number one, he would need to hold the top spot continuously until October of 2035. Wow. That's, that's a decade from now. This is interesting. 817, Mike Tyson was better than Muhammad Ali. So, All right, I, I mean, yeah. I have no idea. It's, but, it's, but harder, here, it's harder. It's harder. It's and, and I mean, Tyson obviously, like, went downhill. But, I mean, I do know that, like, just, like, I've got – I, I've got a, a family member who is a massive boxing fan. And the way he talks about Tyson, because obviously I, during his prime, I had no awareness of it. But the way he talked about Tyson, where he's like, Tyson used to just like, he was almost killing the pay-per-view model. Because you'd get, people would pay for pay-per-view and then they'd sit down and the fight was over in 20 seconds. Yeah. And it was just like, what are what are we even paying for? And we're like, Tyson was wrecking business models. Yeah, he was. He was like, he was he was the most feared. I don't know if he was the best. I have no idea if he was the best. I, I wasn't old enough for, for Ali. Um, eight one seven. Why are Duncan and Kobe not being mentioned? Because I don't feel. I think I feel like Kobe just kind of followed in the footsteps of what Jordan was doing. Yeah, I don't think the problem with it is that Jordan put it put made it such a, a bar to hit that you'll never hit it. And Dun- he, he never lost. He never lost the finals. Basically, the moment he got going, uh, and they finally overcame the, the Pistons, he never lost. I mean, he never. He just did. And like what the where he came back for. 15 games against uh, and he lost to Orlando and he's in baseball shape. I mean, all you had to do is look at the next year and know that like that was just a different guy. I, I don't know. I mean, Jordan made it so difficult. He has to be on there and, and, to, and so does Tiger. I mean, Cur- Steph Curry, if you, you could make an argument, Steph Curry has advanced the game of basketball more than Jordan did. He absolutely in, in advanced of, it. In terms of yeah, changed yes. the way that it's played. He absolutely advanced it now, more than Jordan Now, did. I got to know what your argument is then because you at least think it's a conversation for Mahomes to be in there. Uh, I, no, not yet. Not yet. I, I, I don't think yet he is. Um, I think eventually, uh, if Scurry had it today, I would not put him there. But in five years, I fully expect it to be him over, over maybe not five years, maybe maybe ten. I mean, if he wins, if he wins next year, that's that's a pretty strong argument because nobody's won three in a row. Nobody's won three in a row. Uh, would that be four or five? That'd be four out of six, isn't it? Because he lost one and then he didn't get to one. Right. 2020, he lost. 2021, he didn't get there. 
So it'd be four out of six. So he'd be, but he would be in the league for six years as a starter and make it five times to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And win three in a row, which has never been done. Right. Ever. And so that, that's a pretty strong argument. If you say like, no, this is, you're talking about a guy who is so dominant in an era of turnover where it's easier to just win one and bounce back than to sustain a dynasty. He won three in a row. That's, that's pretty difficult to argue against. Uh, 817, the real goat is Hank Blaylock. It's a good one there. Yeah, hey, old, old Hammer and Hank. 817, Federer, Tiger, Brady, MJ. Yeah, we haven't even thrown in people like Federer. Uh, somebody else I saw said Djokovic, uh, Joker, Serena. Serena, Simone Biles. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of individual sport athletes that could absolutely make a claim to this. We just, we didn't, we, we, don't, we don't really, I don't have a great feel of keeping individual athletes on it or not. I don't have a great. I, you could you could convince me either way. Pepe, you're uh you're 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 a young man. You're 11 years old. Yeah, yeah. Why would uh, tell us why Wembenyama belongs on your Mount Rushmore? <laughs> uh, because he's tall. Yours, he yours and Woj's. <laughs> he doesn't. No, he he's not running close on my Mount Rushmore. Who do you got? Yeah, we didn't even consider LeBron. We didn't even consider him on my on my all time athlete uh, Mount Rushmore. Yep, yep. What we've been talking about for the last 10 minutes. All right. Well, I'm doing other stuff here. <laughs> Le- LeBron's <laughs> on there for sure. Michael Jordan, um, Michael Phelps, Tiger Woods. That's four. Yep, that's four. That's that's, 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 that's full. That's, oh, that's, that's it. That's it. Well, Shinzi puts five on there. <laughs> Do they? Yeah, they put five. <laughs> Got to mention everyone. See, you know what? Hang he, on a second. So you left Tom Brady off? He cheated. Can't do that. Okay. Well, maybe Michael Phelps did too, but I don't know. You know, this is this is interesting because we our, our generation chop has always used the Mount Rushmore. You know, you know what the, the children are using today, old Peyton? They're, they're using those S-tiers and the tier system. That's what they go. Would you prefer an S-tier system, Peyton? That would be the direction you would go? Probably. I'd probably do that. So, what what, uh, what is an S-tier? What is it, Supreme, or what does the S stand for? Or, I don't remember what it stands for. But S is like the top tier, so it's A, B, C, D, uh, F, and then S is the the top tier. Superior. Yeah, it's a superior. Yeah, and so that's the that's the top tier. That's the that's the system the kids use. If you see all the all their ranker lists and stuff like that. Interesting. I I, I never heard of that. Yeah, I never heard of that one. Very you nice. know what I haven't heard of? What this song apparently that Peyton Russell is obsessed with What's in the this? other room. What is this song? Set us up here, Peyton. So this is from Tolo Caleb on Twitter. He has gone out of his way to make us here at the station a little uh, Tolo song. Oh, really? He has, and he mentions all of us, and it's about a minute long, and here it is. I love it. I love it. I am a, I am a, I am a, I'm a Tolo. Yes! Hi, y'all. Do you like sports talk? Listen on the radio or watching YouTube with your eyeballs? My wife asks, what's wrong? Why are you crying in the bathroom? I just found out. Sean has bigger hands than I do. The song might blow up like RJ on a blue chew. My man, Bobby Bell, don't you dare think I'll forget you. He said our quarterback was good enough to win the Super Bowl. Guess what? Dak just threw another big a-hole. Oh! Yeah, no, I'm listening every day. Mike hype and Luca till his if he screams. The Colorado Rangers game. G-Bag on my drive home. Traffic's in a rage. It's amazing how Broadus is even awake at his age. <laughs> Gavin had emotion for the first time since fifth grade. Eric aggravating Brian might catch headphones to the face. Zach, I want you to know that they should double your pay. P.S. Please vote for me. It's G-Bag of the Day. Oh, baby. I am a... I am a... Shout out, I Reggie. If you ain't right, then get right with the get right. I am a... Yo, Pepe, Lucius. I am a, I am a, I'm out. 
I'm a solo. Well done, Kayla. Well done. Uh, wow. That's fantastic. Now, I know the reason why you played that is because there is no AM on the FM reference to it. That's why you did it. Right. Well, there was. I cut it out. Oh, okay. Good, good for you. Wow. That's fan- and, and credit, uh, where? Where's the credit? This is uh, Caleb Shreve on Twitter. Fantastic. Wow. Job. I've retweeted it. You guys can go retweet it, too, but it's out there. It's really Ch- Chasen's brother. Very nice. Really good. Wow. That's well done. Good stuff. Uh, Mike Bassick's Crosstalk is next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, it's the Mike Bassick Crosstalk, and I'm going to start this off. Obviously, I always have on MLB Network to my left. As <laughs> What are you uh, looking at, Choppy, to the left on MLB well, Network? Spring. This, this goes to show you about Major League Baseball's free agency process. Spring training has started, and they're still doing a hot stove show. Yeah. There's like half the guys are on side. With the coach of Oklahoma State. That's what they're doing. Well, because that's part of the Holiday family. So who's that? Jackson. Jackson Holiday, Matt Holiday's brother. His brother, right? Uh, so they're talking about the number one. Well, I guess he's number two, right? Is Cheerio number one? I think so. For Milwaukee right now. Uh, and then Holiday's number two. Both of them are projected to be on opening day rosters. So I have this happening right now. Okay, Mike. I'm going to look at you because you seem like you want to talk right now, Kevin. I want to tell you something. I don't know if this will change the course of this crosstalk. Because of you and how often you reference this movie, my wife and I last night watched Indecent Proposal. Crosstalk oh over. Oh. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So obviously it did not get as good a ratings as I thought it got when I went to Rotten Tomatoes the other day. So I would and love I get to- why. It was bad now. It, it's it's not good. And this is what I told <laughs> I had didn't get good, good ratings. Had no. you watched it before? I probably like I know I definitely had seen it, but it had been like Years and years and years. I've never our, seen it. I just know the story. For our cross talkers that maybe don't listen to our show as much, okay, because they don't like me. Uh huh. Indecent Proposal is a movie starring who and what's the what's it's the kind of gist of Woody it? Woody Harrelson and Demi Moore, and they are trying to build their dream house, but they're short of money, so they decide to go to Las Vegas. Where in day one at Las Vegas, they need to raise fifty thousand dollars. Day one at Las Vegas, they win $25,000 playing craps. 
Then for some reason on day two, they decide to switch and start playing roulette. And then they lose all of their money. And Robert Redford, in the meantime, rolls up and sees Demi Moore trying to try on some fancy dress. And he's like, oh, what's up? And then later on, <laughs> he uses Demi Moore as his good luck charm. And he wins a million dollars on a single roll in crafts, which once again, Woody Harrelson should have stuck with because that's when they were winning money. Mm -hmm. And so then he's like, oh, I'm so glad you won me all this money, even though he's a billionaire. Buys her that fancy dress that she knows costs $5,000, and they get invited to a private function. At the private function, they're like, money can buy anything. And they're like, it can't buy people. And he goes, really? I think it can. And then he really? he pretends like this is a sociological experiment where he's like, like, for example, what would you say if I said, I'll give you a million dollars for a night with your wife? We tell you to go to hell. And he goes, but you're just saying that because you think it's a make-believe. What if I really gave you a million dollars? And so, you know, they think about it and they need that money to buy their house money. and make sure they don't lose their dream house. And so she runs off with Robert Redford and it's really weird because she gets all fancy and puts on lipstick and he's like, you know, you might enjoy it. And so they, you know, do the things. I guess they have sex. I don't know. And it obviously That's always that's I, the I, that's the the part of the movie that just irritates Woody, right? Because he he doesn't want to ask, but then he does ask type of deal. It was good it's, and it's she was eating like, at him. Fine. It was good. And you're like, you can't lie in that scenario. Yeah, you're like, it's that's terrible. a must lie situation. He's an that's old a must lie. man. He's an old man. Yeah. He's and, an old man. But instead, she's like, fine. It was good. And here's the part that's crazy to me. Hey, so eventually, they split off and they go their separate ways. And then Demi Moore and Robert Redford start dating for real. And meanwhile, Woody Harrelson is in shambles because Robert Redford heard about that land. He bought it up from underneath them. And so they did all of that for nothing. And so Woody Harrelson, he's broken. Demi Moore, she's fine. She's moved on to the billionaire. They're dating and stuff. It's super weird. And then Woody Harrelson makes one last grand romantic gesture. He takes the million dollars. They're at like this animal charity thing. He comes in and he bids a million dollars for a hippo. Because they both love hippos. And her heart is one. Robert Redford takes a step back. He knows he can't compete with that. They sit down, have a conversation in the rain. And then she goes back off with Robert Redford again. Which is a little Like confusing. on a pier? Yeah. Yeah. They eventually meet back up at the end. And then Robert Redford makes up this story that she's, you know, number 25 in the Million Dollar Club. And that he does this all the time. So... He can make it a little easier for her to break up with him. And then they get back together. Even though in real life, they still have no money. They lost their dream house. She banged that old guy and said Whoa. it was Whoa. good. And then started dating him. And somehow I'm to believe their marriage is going to be fine after this? Nonsense. Probably going to be stronger, you know, because of all those turmoil made they had to go through. a lot of logical sense on why this movie isn't good. <laughs> <laughs> what did Jess think? She, she also... Thought it was stupid. But then I also asked her, hey, which one of your friends do you think would be most likely to accept an indecent proposal? And she had an answer, which amused me to no end. And I was like, whoa. But there's this one scene in the movie that I think was a huge mistake. Because why Woody Harrelson is like, he's falling apart. He takes a teaching job and stuff. He gives this monologue while he's teaching. And in that moment, I realized this is the first bit of believable dialogue in this entire movie because he talks about how even bricks want to be a part of something bigger. And I was like, man, 
That really just crystallized oh. how terrible the rest of the movie was because I was like, this is the first time I've believed anything anybody has said in this movie. Bricks don't have a, they don't have a soul. They, they don't, don't have, have a heart. heart. No. I was, so I've seen it. They're just a brick. It's been a 20 years easy since I've seen that movie. It's 1993 or 94. Yeah, I think that is correct. It, um, it was, it was, it was a stressful movie to get through. Yeah, it was stressful. <laughs> so, oh man, now it's gonna happen. So then the question came because she didn't have to do that. She yeah. didn't have to yeah. sleep with him. Bobby, have you like, seen this movie? For yeah, you. I've seen this movie. Well, I saw half of the movie. I got like halfway through, and I was like, "This is kind of making me ill." Mike brings it, it up every time I lose a bet to him in gambling, and he's like, "Well, you're just gonna keep going until I, you have to indecent propose me." I do love her to be more sure, and oh, she yeah. looks very pretty in that movie. I just. What Jess asked me was, do you think after this movie, a bunch of this, like, escalated a lot? And I said, oh, for sure. The second this movie came out and rich old men were like, oh, is it just as simple as that? I definitely think that indecent proposal thing skyrocketed. I want to thank you, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) This has been the best crosstalk ever. Because you and that's it's close to a two hour movie, I assume. Look, I will tell you this. It was entertaining enough. It's not good. It does have three major actors in it. It does. Robert Redford, Woody Harrelson, and Demi Moore. Those are three big names. And if you go back and watch, I forgot to check the credits. I'm pretty sure Billy Bob Thornton is on there with a big old earring talking to Woody Harrelson about how he shouldn't let his wife go off with that fella man the amount the yeah, people that took the cup text line are like dude spoiler alert like this movie's, this movie's 30, 30 years 30 old years you should have watched <laughs> you got a lot of people don't even believe this is a real movie listen to your recap they don't believe real. this is absolutely a real movie you have uh oliver platt who's not he's big the, name but he's fantastic okay. herbie hancock stop it That's billy connelly's in it he's oh. part of the, the signing the declaration of independence no, no. different hancock so billy connelly is the he plays himself emceeing the hippo auction and everything. But I'm glad that you brought up Oliver Platt. Oliver Platt is my favorite He's scene awesome. in this movie. Hey, wait, is he is he the, the 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 billionaire from Lake Placid, the movie? Yes. Okay. Correct. Right, yeah. This is the best scene in the movie. Is there's these two screenwriters like having a meeting with Oliver Platt and they're like we sold our first screenplay for 500,000. It should have gone for 2 million, but our attorney was too soft and he was like, oh, hold on. My friend's on the phone, and it's Woody Harrelson. And he's like, hey, on the speakerphone, I made a deal to pimp out my wife for a million dollars for a night. And he picks up the phone, and he's like, what? Never negotiate without your lawyer. I could have got you $2 million. <laughs> and, he, and, the, and then the screenwriters walk away, and he goes, guys, 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 wait, 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 wait. It's just some damage control. And they go, oh, no, you misunderstand. You're hired. You got the job. This is what we need. That, that might be the best scene in the movie. Oh, man. I need to go back and watch this movie. <laughs> it sounds awesome to me. I, I remember the movie, but now you have intrigued me more to go back yeah. and watch this movie. There's two movies in the last week or so that we've watched is Euro Trip, because I kept seeing the Scotty doesn't know Scotty doesn't memes yeah. everywhere. Doesn't know. And then this movie because you reference it more than anybody I've ever met in my life. What's the other movie we referenced the other day, Corey, before we get what's coming up on the show, where the guy takes the the snow globe and kills the guy for oh, sleeping with oh, his wife? Uh, it's called unfaithful. unfaithful. Oh yeah. That, layer, uh, that movie Lane, every Lane. time I am furious. I am like, is it Richard Gere? Who's the yeah, man? yeah. yeah. I'm like cracks well, his skull with well, the snow globe. Shouldn't, was, shouldn't was, have done that, guy. Should yeah. you? I was a big fan of the uh, stairwell scene, though. <laughs> yeah, she was 
she was everywhere and anytime with that <laughs> not, I'll be honest, I did not know much about For Diane no Lane until yeah. that point. Yeah. True. I was like, I'm in on Diane Guess Lane what? every Diane time. Lane. You know? As Roger Stahlbach said, we all want to have that much sex just with one woman. Mm-hmm. So That's true. God, Mike. Well, that's what Roger said in 1975. Uh, right He's out like, of the gate, I'm just Mike. like Joe Namath. I just do it with one person. Right out of the gate, we get into some Stars action and Mavs action to start the show off at 10. Uh, Forgiveness Friday at 1020. Baseball Nuggets at 1040 today. Hey, was this the best? Cr- Can we say it's a Marconi? Is that what it yes. is? Do you send in a segment for it? Is this the segment you oh, are representing yes. us? This is the Marconi segment of Crosstalk. All right, so coming up on the show, we're talking baseball. Basketball. Ba- ba- are we talking about the All-Star Hockey game? No, we're talking about the Mavericks. the Mavericks. Good, because I didn't want to talk about people walking up and down a basketball court. Masterpiece of the week at 1.30. Oh, that's where we play the best audio of the week. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has innuendos. Innuendo, not <laughs> yeah. innuendos. Oh All right, coming up next, the KNC Masterpiece, brought God. to you by Nobody. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 